This is Money Stories, Episode 21, Catholic Bloggers and a Bible Study, Part 2. Hi, and welcome to Money Stories, a podcast where we interview fellow Catholics and Christians so we can all learn from their personal money stories. I'm Caitlin Kano, a wife, mom, financial counselor, and student of all things stewardship. And I'm Diana Rojas. I'm a fourth grade math teacher, a children's book author, and a young adult parish missionary. Hi, Caitlin. Hi, Diana. I'm so excited for today's episode. This is going to be fun. Yeah, I'm excited to talk to both of these ladies today. They're both super, uh, super women, I guess you could say. They're I know. very well-rounded women. So I'm excited to see what they have to say. It's going to be amazing. But how are things going for you in Florida? So we are uh, preparing for hopefully not a storm to come and hit us. <laughs> I don't even know how to pronounce the name. It looks like Isaiah, but I think it's Isaias. I'm not sure how you pronounce it. But yeah, it's always a fun time in South Florida when there's a storm approaching. People get a little a little wonky and a little out of sorts and what to do and how to do it and preparing for the storm and all that fun stuff. So it's been interesting down here. Very interesting. And how do you prepare for a storm coming from Vegas? Hurricanes are not part of my daily thoughts, but they must be, I mean, every summer it's a thing in Miami, right? Yeah. We just know like summertime is definitely a hurricane season. And how do I prepare? Honestly, I pray a lot. I'm like, Lord, please, can we have a hurricane free season this season? But (laughs) if I'm being honest, I'm also the worst because I live alone and I have like four super easy shutters to close. So I don't have any form of news coming. I don't have cable or I don't have anything. So I just wait for my sister or my dad to call me and say, Hey, the storm is coming, close all your shutters. And I close all the shutters and I head to my parents' house. But you know, it, it gets crazy when there really is a storm coming and you have to like get your gas and get your water and those things you have to plan ahead because I remember last year I went to get gas and I went at six in the morning and the line to get gas was crazy. And then Mm -hmm. they jack up the prices of everything. So it does get, I think that causes anxiety because like, you know what you have to do, but then you go to do it and there's a line of a hundred people. You're like, Oh gosh, what if there's not enough for me? So it's definitely, you have to plan a little ahead of time to make sure that you have what you need to have. Oh goodness. That's scary. We don't have any of those things. And we just have heat. We just bake here. That's all we have. And our AC bills triple in the winter or in the summer, I'm sorry, yeah. in the summer, but um, that's all we have. But that's something, I mean, I just know I have to plan for, and obviously we just have to do it, but how do you like financially plan for hurricanes? What do you guys do there? Do people do it or do they just let it happen? And then I think honestly, I don't think people financially plan for, it. I think most people don't, at least I think it's a lot of it's covered under insurance. Thank God. That's part of like Florida, South Florida homeowner insurance is hurricane coverage. But I think in the back of our minds, we all know, okay, like come August, September, October, November, we're going to have to make sure that at least I'm aware that I have to make sure I have a little bit of extra in my savings account, just because something might break that isn't covered by insurance or, you know, you, your car might break, your car might get hit by a branch something. And so it's just a matter of I don't know how people actually prepare. I try to make sure that I'm saving a little bit extra. I don't know how much it actually helps, but thank the Lord, like so far so good. And, but yeah, I think people should do a better job of that because even with insurance, not everything is always covered. And 
during a hurricane, most of the time, things that break are not not inexpensive breaks. They're like big things that break. So, yeah, it's a little bit stressful. It really is. But for the most part, if you're like me, I, I don't worry about it too much. I just try to make sure that I have what I need as far as food, which is also mm -hmm. stressful because that was, I, I remember talking about money. I remember, well, I forget which hurricane it was. We have an outdoor freezer that has like all of our meats and poultry mm -hmm. and all that stuff. And very important, we have ice cream in there. Of and course. so when the, <laughs> you got to, right? When the power <laughs> went out, I, my first thought, I remember thinking, oh my goodness, what's going to happen? We have like tons of meat back there. I'm like, what's going to happen to all that meat? Like that's wasted money that we have, you know, meat and burgers and chicken and everything and ice cream, of course, but and ice cream. it's going to go to waste. So I, that's one of the things that we do plan is if we know that a hurricane might be coming, we try and like really cook, at least cook all that food so that if it's, if the power goes out, we have at least have cooked meat rather than raw meat, which, so yeah. Wow. Yeah. So you really have to put some thought into it, but I think that just goes to speak for the need of having an emergency fund. I know people don't like to think about it, but that's the point of an emergency fund is that you didn't foresee it. Right. So, I mean, yeah. like if you go, we used to live in, um, cause my husband's a pilot and we lived in Florida and I remember having to throw an entire refrigerator oh. of food away. And, you know, at the time we were young and didn't have any money. And I think we were in our early twenties and he was a young ensign, um, in the Navy. And, throwing away, you know, $200 worth of food was significant, you know, and now that we have four kids and we have a backup, same thing, we have the freezer and all the meats, that could be a lot of money yeah. that could just be thrown out the window. But it's just the price you pay for living in this world with natural disasters, right? Something yeah. we have to think about. And yeah. Oh, goodness. But to what you were saying about the emergency fund, you know, it's one of those things, at least for me, it was one of those things when I first set it up, I was like, I don't want every month to put that much money because then it's coming out of like the money I have to do what I want to do and the things I need to do. And thank God I put, I don't, I forget how much I, I just automatic automatically withdraw every month from my paycheck to go to the emergency fund. And it's one of those things where if you watch it and you see it, it kind of stings like, Oh, there's a hundred dollars coming out of my paycheck. But it's also one of those things that when an emergency happens, because whatever happens, something at some point is going to happen, whether you get in a car accident or whether you need to buy a new AC for your, something is going to happen eventually. It's one of those things when you have it, you're like, thank the Lord. I have been mm -hmm. saving a hundred dollars a month because now I have whatever amount of money, you know, it happened with my car, my AC broke in my car. And I thank the Lord had my emergency fund. And it was like almost the exact amount that I needed, but that was money that I wouldn't have had otherwise. So it kind of hurts to do it in the beginning, but man, it's so worth it. It's so awesome to see when you have your emergency, oh, I'm okay. I don't have to freak out. I have that fund for this reason, you know? Mm -hmm. so, yeah, yeah. It's one of those like necessary evils, I guess. Not really an evil, but it's necessary for sure. Yeah. And I, I work with a lot of um, veterans who are at risk and, you know, um, here in Las Vegas. And we, we always talk about their emergency fund and it drives them nuts because I harp on it so much. But I have to say, those who have an emergency fund, I feel like less things happen to them. Ooh. And I don't think it's like, Ooh. it's not like any kind of financial karma or anything, but when you have an emergency fund, you are less stressed. Yeah. When you're less stressed, you're able to be more present when you're driving, you're able to hmm. think better when you're grocery shopping. Right. Whereas if you don't have an emergency fund and it's something that's a little bit nagging that if something were to happen to you, there's no safety net. 
you know, I know I, if, if I'm stressed, I'm not as present when I'm in the car, you know, like I would imagine things. And I do see this with these veterans I work with that are a little more at risk. So for them, emergency fund could be the difference between staying housed and losing their housing, you know, like it, it can be really impactful yeah. for them. But those who have an emergency fund, I just see less emergencies happening. That's so interesting. That's yeah. so interesting. And I don't know if that's anecdotal just based on what I'm looking for or if that's really something that's true. But um, yeah, I, I do think about that because we we have our emergency fund and I have peace of mind in it. But the, because I have that peace of mind, I can focus on other things with less stress yeah. and you know, be more present. So I don't know, just something I think hmm. about. Yeah, kind of like what we were talking with Father Brent. Like, since he knew mm -hmm. he had the the fun for vocations, he he could he could, he could discern more freely. So I, I like that you can definitely live more freely, knowing I'm okay if something happens, yeah. I don't have to worry about it. Yeah. yeah. So if you don't have an emergency fund, go start one. <laughs> Even if you only put a little bit in there, a little bit every month helps. So, like I said, we're really excited for today's guest. This is going to be so much fun, and they are just a joy. And I'm just thrilled that we get some time to talk with them. Um, the first one is Amanda Costello and Amanda is an educator and mom of two. And she blogs at the sistersonfire.com, which focuses on middle school faith formation, which I feel like is a very underserved population for faith formation. So it's beautiful that she saw the need and she's addressing it with her blog. And our other guest is Carrie Sokup. Carrie Sokup is a theology teacher at St. Viador High School in Illinois. She blogs at gracefinders.com and also recently published a book called Collections of Grace, which you can find on Amazon. Carrie and Amanda, they just finished our Bible study together, Faith and Money Matters, and are here to tell us about their experience. Before we get started, Carrie, you just published a book. Do you mind telling us about that? I published Collection of Grace, and it's a flexible handbook for um, growing in a life of prayer. And it, uh, it's just, it's a way to guide somebody into um, real intimacy throughout their day with God and, and forming that into a little bit of a habit in a very flexible way. Yeah. Is that the first book that you've ever published or you've written other books? Um, it is technically the, well, I don't know what you want to say about that. Um, I helped to come <laughs> up with some curriculum before through Vianney oh. Vocation. And so that was uh, like a manual for um, K through eight and, and how to help kids start to think about their vocations. Um, wow, that's awesome. It is really we need that so badly. I've been yeah. talking to some of my friends and we're in our 30s and we're just like starting to learn about vocations and how to discern. I'm like, what the heck? Like I went to private Catholic school my whole life. Like how come no one told me this? Like I would have learned to discern when I was 14, not 30. <laughs> <laughs> and I just um, actually, in about four days, probably it's going to go live on Amazon. Um, I took Collection of Grace and I've made it into a workbook for teens. Mm. Um, really, I think it's actually good for moms too, but it's uh, a lot of the prayers are hard to jump into. So I have activities to keep people engaged and use it kind of as a devotion so that you can get into the prayers. That's so awesome. I'm, I'm going to look it up as soon as we leave. Okay, then we'll have to put it in the note in the show notes because mm -hmm. that is that is so awesome. That'd be great. Wow. That's, That's amazing. Great. Yeah. Congratulations on your publication. That's a big deal. It's, it's a big deal. Congratulations. And Amanda, do you want to tell us about your blog and what you write about? Oh, well, I, I, I should follow Carrie. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, I look up to Carrie so much. I've got to you know, really get to know her pretty well on this Bible study. So I really look up to her as a mom and just a 
like a sister on fire, which is what our blog is. And um, it's me and another teacher who uh, we talk about educational things, but also our Catholic faith. Um, we have things on there for everyone, but our main focus is that middle school, high school age, because we feel like there is such a, um, you know, a void for that age group as Catholics and uh, many other denominations have really done an amazing job of keeping that, like getting them into their faith and wanting to learn about it. And I feel like we're lacking somewhat. So hopefully we're very new. And like I told Kate, and I was like, I have no idea. We don't know what we're doing. We're like praying a lot <laughs> that God will lead us to what we're supposed to be doing. But um, just in my heart, I feel like we just really want to reach those preteens and teens because they're very lost in our world is, very scary especially right now so and Amanda you, you also have that military connection right with your other blogger yes yes so we are both military wives um and we're kind of on different journeys she just moved to Alabama like pretty much her big first PCS so um it's neat just living um living the military life and then the Catholic life and then the education like educator's life I think you have a unique uh, opportunity as far as the blog goes because you are in that world. If you're a middle school teacher, you know what those kids lack and what they're getting. Um, so I think that's a great, great opportunity that you have to like really feed into that. And so that's awesome. Um, blogging is fun, but also kind of like you said, scary if you don't know what you're doing. So, but thank you for doing that because the, the, that age group really, really needs it. And I think, honestly, I think they're thirsty for it. I don't know that they know how to ask. I don't know they know where to ask. So um, I think online is a great way to put it because I feel like at least the high schoolers that I know feel a lot safer, like Googling a question, like, what does this mean? Rather than like, Hey, adult friend, like <laughs> what is exactly, that? Yeah. So, You're not going to go to your priest and say like, is it good to be, why is it good to be modest? You know, like, yeah. and we want to like reach our girls. Like we have our little sisters on fire that we've um, did streets for and stuff. Just talking about that kind of thing that they wouldn't go ask their priest, but it's coming mm. from theology of the body. You know, it's really in our Catholic faith um, and talking about it instead of just what we think sometimes of, you know, learning about our body as Catholics. You know, it's actually a very beautiful teaching that's kind of been yeah. dwindled down to it's all these strict rules. And I wish I had known some of that stuff when I was in high school about why we were supposed to believe that because yes. it's so beautiful. I mean, sometimes I'm crying thinking about it. Like how beautiful is that? And it was not that anyone did anything bad. Like I grew up in an amazing Catholic family, but I didn't know that stuff. And how cool would it be if they are 11 and 12 and 13, yeah. like knowing that and, you know, hearing it from just another woman or another girl like that went through life. Also trying to learn that from like, from a religious, right? Like, I, I mean, I, I've sought out, um, I guess, counsel from religious. And even as an adult, I'm like, I, I believe you and I trust you, but you're not living the same life that I'm living. So I think right. it's great coming from just like a normal, I'm a mom, I'm a teacher. Like, I understand you, not like <laughs> some, you know, so I think that's super awesome that you guys are doing that. I, I can't wait to look up your blog and share it with my my little teen, not little, she's teenage, my cousin and all of her friends, hopefully they'll read it and share it and all that stuff. So that's awesome. So Amanda and Carrie went through our Faith and Money Matters Bible study. We offered this study to a pre-selected group of Catholic bloggers. And we picked these bloggers on purpose after spending hours going through a bunch of different Catholic blogs. We narrowed it down to this group of four bloggers. Um, last week, we interviewed two of the bloggers. And this week, we're interviewing um, Carrie and Amanda. And we we're just so thrilled to have them. And we picked them out on 
each of them for a special reason. Um, and we really think after talking with them and hearing about their story, about how they went through the study together, that this group really worked well together and each of them brought something unique to the study. Um, so I'm curious to hear what you each had to say and what you each took away from the study. Um, and I think the group worked out pretty well. I don't, I don't know. What do you think, Amanda and Carrie? It was such, it was, it was, uh, I thank you, Caitlin, for being God's hand. Because <laughs> two days before I got your email, I was wanting to try to sustain the blog and sustain all the time that I'm putting into writing it and to try to get finances in order. And mm -hmm. I was just saying, I don't really like to ask God for specific things, although it's totally a valid way of praying. <laughs> <Very good. laughs> and I literally had prayed that somebody would come along and help me, that I needed, I needed a person to guide me with regard to finances. And then I got that email and I just um, found not just one guide, but you know, like eight. And it was just awesome to walk along this summer with, um, with those couples who were trying to get their houses in order and, um, and put God first. And I, I'm not a person who loves to um, think about money, but if hmm. you throw in Bible study next to that, then I'm like sold. <laughs> so it, it was the right, really the right thing for me. Thank you. I told them like my dad did all of our finances and then he would like call my mom into his office, you know, be like, Lori. And she's like, Oh dear. He's looking at all my purposes for the month. And so when I got married, I thought that's what, how it was going to be like, okay, the husband will take care of it, but it's mm. more like a team thing, but it stresses me out so much. I'd rather just like not think about it. And then in January, my husband and I were like, okay, we need to like sit down. Like, so we were doing Dave Ramsey um, and we started, and then it kind of trickled away. And then Caitlin brought this, I was like, okay, this is so much more than money. And like Carrie said, like you put God into it. And I'm like, this is a calling money is not, I don't remember. I think Carrie said it beautifully somewhere whenever we were talking about it, but that money like isn't ours. It's not for like, even that part of our life is meant to be guided by God. And I've never, like I knew about like giving money to the church, all of that, but not like every decision that we make and why it was important to include God in those decisions. Yeah. And this Bible study was all over that. And just, it, I could see how a lot of people who would go through it would really change in their heart because it just, it puts everything into perspective that, um, everything in the world is God's and, mm -hmm. and also he's the giver of all good things mm -hmm. too. And so why wouldn't we just trust and follow his path? And the cool thing that I loved about this Bible study was that it weaves so much, um, scripture into it, showing that God actually does have a path for us and it mm -hmm. works out with numbers too. It's really interesting too, is when we're talking about money, I mean, studies have shown time and time again that people would rather talk about sex than talk about money. So you'd rather walk up to a stranger and have a conversation about sex than you would about money. And it's just so fascinating because our net or our self-worth is often wrapped up with our net worth, right? Mm -hmm. Like we feel like our worth as a human is wrapped up into our value, but then we're balancing that with the fact that we show our value outwardly by having a nice purse or driving a nice car or being in the right house. And that can equal debt, 
right? So it's like this weird cycle where our net worth, self-worth, we're in debt to show our net worth. And it's like this weird thing that we're juggling all the time and we hide it away and we shut it, you know, in the recesses of our hearts. And then when we can have a conversation where it's framed through scripture and through mm -hmm. our understanding of what the Lord wants us to do, it can be a freeing experience. So I'm really glad you guys got to experience that. And that was your, it seems like that was your experience in that small mm -hmm. group that it, it can be liberating to talk about money in a way that's not sticky and full of emotional gunk and right. everything else. Um, so I'm wondering, what do you think about that? Did you have that experience as well? Is that what you were, what you were thinking or what did you bring into it after um, realizing that there was already a plan in place that it's written 2,500 times in the Bible, how to manage our, our, you know, our, our money, our, you know, all these things we're entrusted with that the Lord really does have a plan. So I'm wondering if you can speak to that. Um, right. Well, I, I was actually already very much on board with that. And um, I have somewhat of a Franciscan heart, you could say. But what was awesome for me was how that was tied with direct um, application. Like, first we would read Amos or um, from Deuteronomy. And then we were supposed to go to our computer and look up from the week and list all the things that we spend money on. And, and so that the application to actually yeah. getting out your checkbook or your credit card or just they were really tangible and those are the things that i like to just put on my to-do list and never do. but the thing is that we were going to meet back in a week with other people so there was that accountability not that there was ever any kind of a reprimand or anything but everybody wanted to be able to share mm -hmm. fully and i i did want to and so um it was it was really helpful to me to have those very concrete actions attached mm. with um, something I already love, which is um, which is the love of God. But obviously, He needs to massage that more fully into all of our lives. And particularly for mm. me, this was an area that I needed to actually work on and not just study and pray about. Yeah, I did like the accountability because, like you said, like I like I had homework and I had to get through this certain amount and. Um, I do wish that my husband would have been able to do it with me because we are like Carrie was coming more from like her business standpoint. And I know she talked to her husband like about it, but um, it was what I was there for were just our regular finances. You know, I decided to homeschool this next year. So that's what made us start to say like, okay, well, I'm losing my, um, we're losing an income. And um, so it made us talk about money and like our budget again. So I was pretending it didn't exist like the last year. Um, and so I wish he could have been there. He was just always working, um, but it was nice for me. And then I would love to go back into another group and, you know, maybe do it with him. But I did like pull out little things to talk to him about. and like, oh, did you even realize that? And he was like, no. So it did, it gave me a way to talk about money with him. But mm -hmm. I was like, it was my Bible study. I wasn't sitting there looking at our credit card and like getting upset or, you know, I was just like, and these people, like they're so uplifting. And, um, yeah, I think it was just kind of a eye opener because as much as I put God into my life and how, what I do with my children and what I do with my husband and what, how, you know, other choices I make, I've never thought of it with money, except don't buy excessive things because that's, you know, you're not supposed to be excited, you know, things like that. I don't even know if that was like worldly, talk to me in a worldly way or, you know, because you feel guilty. I don't know. But this like brought in money 
was actually another part of the plan. And I know when you get married, they talk to you a little bit about money, but I feel like everyone getting married needs to have this study along with their pre-cana. Mm -hmm. And then uh, the teens, awesome. yeah, the teens, they need that to start it just so young. Because like, you know, Caitlin said, a lot of people don't like to talk about money. Thankfully, my parents did talk to me about money all the time. And, um, but a lot of people, they, the parents just don't talk about it. So you go out into the world and you don't even understand mm -hmm what like where do you where's the money come from and then how much am I going to be putting out like what are bills like people don't talk about it so um and then to put it into like I would love to have my children do that study and then like this is it goes along with why I want to homeschool like do a Catholic homeschool it's just another thing saying this is God's plan for us how beautiful and how amazing beautiful money can be because in our world I think it money is associated sometimes with a lot of negative connotations mm -hmm. so look how beautiful god has this plan for us and look you don't even have to wonder what he wants us to do it's right here like it was in the book like in the bible yeah i, so, I learned a lot too and i'm a scripture teacher that's what i do it at um saint Viter. but um i love what you said about the conversations that you had afterwards with your husband amanda because um that was true of me too most of the other couples did have um their spouse present and so it was kind of like in and out uh, with regard to what weeks people could all meet. Um, but for, for John and I, I was able to bring up a lot of these things in it. And as I was digging into our own finances more to do my homework, it brought up great conversation and questions with us. And there was, um, I think it was the fourth segment there on integrity and honesty and work. Maybe it wasn't number four, but but uh, I, I, it's, I still want to do this Bible study with my whole family mm. because it, it really gets to just the integrity of your heart and why you work or why you go to school or do anything with zeal and with honesty. And it, and it brings so much freedom um, when, when you realize that God is the one who sees you all the time and he is the one who's rewarding you and so you can be you never have to be um duplicitous because god sees everything and he loves any rewards did either of you have like i know for me the whole the snowball that just like i was like whoa this is amazing did either of you have like something super tangible that you're like i need to do this right now with me and my husband we're gonna implement this or like we're gonna talk about this right now like an aha moment kind of that you guys got from the bible study uh i wouldn't say that there was for me an immediate um immediate thing it was more an overall um well what did happen immediately is that i have daily been involved in finances now with my my home it got me going but yeah. um i think it's a long path for me like a change of perspective almost like just more aware kind of yeah, and active, more active. Mm. How about for you, Amanda? It's the same for me, because uh, in January, we I, I didn't even know about this, and I know a lot of our churches offer Dave Ramsey, so my husband and I like you know read the book over Christmas, and um, so that's when we were introduced to the snowball, and it, like I did like that, gave us tangible things to, you know, ways, yes. like, and then once you do that, you do this, and once you do that, you do this, and so it's mm -hmm. not just like this, like, big, like, money analogy it's very cut and dry so i think as i said previously just my big aha moment was now i can put it 
into like my Catholic faith and I just mm -hmm. don't, and it's not because I need to figure out how much I'm supposed to tithe. It's, be, it's in every aspect of every choice that we make with money. And I think it made it more of a positive thing than a negative thing. It made it very positive because it wasn't about Catholic guilt. It was really about Catholic freedom. Like this mm. whole path, even, even the end of the path that they, uh, there's a map in our, in our book and the end is financial freedom and that mm. God's desire for all of us is freedom. So it just like was in every single chapter, every study was really more about um, that this is a path that cares for us. Mm -hmm. well, you mentioned that also, Amanda, and I love that you said that, that one of the things that you discovered through the Bible study was that to invite God into our decision making, not just about the little things, but even about like, should I be purchasing this? And I think that's so important. For me, that hit home because I'm not married. I'm not dating anyone. So my money is mine, right? Like I don't split it with anyone else. So like, if I want to buy a coffee, I can go buy a coffee. But really, like, even though I'm not in a, a marriage or relationship, I still need a, 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 his advice. Like, is this something that I should be getting? And I love that you mentioned that because I think when we look at it that way, like you wouldn't go buy something super expensive without asking or talking to your husband about it. So it's the same thing. Like, He's, mm. if it's his money, we got to ask him like, Hey, is this a wise investment? Is this a wise purchase? So I love that you mentioned that. Um, yeah, that was very, uh, intriguing, but I'm curious, both of you guys have, um, middle school, high school age children. And I'm curious how, and if you guys talk to them about money and what that looks like or sounds like, or have you invited them into any conversations like about maybe not obviously the bigger stuff, but just like inviting them into financial conversations at any level. Uh, well, my my oldest daughter now has two jobs and wow. um, so she had and um we, we set up a, an excel spreadsheet for her so that she could just kind of get a vision for what she's doing and saving with regard to college and saving for gifts she knows now that she has the power to save and then to give uh so we do talk about um giving and uh we talk about hard work and um we have something called a kanban board and it's what a lot of works uh, a lot of businesses use but it's basically a to-do list yeah. and um and i uh, i oftentimes put um put a dollar up there like okay you know here here's a job that needs to be done and here's the money right now or it comes on later and so this this summer actually we've been kind of a lot more about money than ever before and I do think it has something to do with this Bible study. Um, so the conversations come up and yeah, we've been, um, well, I I'm sure we're, we're just missing so much, but thankfully we have like 18 years with each one of them. <laughs> um, one other thing is that uh, I was so pleased one of my, my younger daughter, um, she got, uh, she graduated from, fifth grade and she got um, some money and um, she made a donation to this um, charity Amazima in Africa and they actually wrote her back oh. and really affirmed her because um, she was she, and she got a little bracelet so she she was able to see that connection that she gave money and then somebody in Africa said thank you and oh. that that was really really cool for her. Yeah, I have a nine and a six-year-old, so um, we haven't really done anything like how I want to, like with this type of study, 
But, um, you know, we talk about my, both my kids spend money. Like it's like going to burn a hole in their pocket. So like anytime they get like their money for uh, their birthday or Christmas, like we have their accounts anytime they want to purchase something. You know, my husband shows them like on the app, like, okay, now I'm putting 30 of your dollars and putting it into mommy and daddy's account. And now you have this much, um, but we haven't, we probably just do need to start now that all of a sudden, like, she's nine. We always talk about, like, when we go on a trip, we don't want to make it all about money, but we do say, like, mommy and daddy had to save for this. You know, you don't just get to go here. So anytime we make purchases or they want something or can we stop at Taco Bell? Like, no, like, we work really hard for our money and, like, this is why it's more expensive. Just little conversations like that um, that my parents always had with me growing up. So it's mm -hmm. just kind of something that I thought was part of parenting. Um, that, but yes, I kind of want to do something more tangible because that helped me. Well, thank you for being here. We appreciate you too. And, um, Carrie, I know you are blessed in the, the area of saying prayers and, and leading prayers. So do you mind leading us out? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, God, very much for this ministry, for, um, helping to bring us freedom and for bringing your people closer to each other, even though we are scattered throughout um, the U.S. And we pray that you would help us all to, um, to be detached from this world and attached to you and to each other. We pray that you might empower each one of us to um, pour out the blessings that you have for, um, for freedom um, on all of our students and our families. I pray that you would um, continue to bless this ministry and bring the right people um, who need help um, to, uh, to hear and, and to be able to meet with you through each other. We ask this through Christ our Lord, amen. For more information about Compass Catholic Ministries, including the various Bible studies and services that we offer, please visit compasscatholic.org. If you enjoy Money Stories, please share it with a friend. You may also like Compass Catholic's other podcast, Manage Your Money God's Way, available wherever you get your podcast. If you have any comments about today's show or suggestions for future shows, please email us at info at compasscatholic.org. Thanks for listening and God bless.